All right, all right. I'm Carlos Harlow, your host for the Trigger Points podcast. And if you're searching for it, it's Trigger Points with an E. Don't forget the E. And today I have a very special guest that's joining me for an episode that at first listen may sound like it's going to be a little more raunchy than it actually is. But this episode is called I Should Have Pulled Out. So for those of you who maybe failed to pull out, hopefully you're not telling that to your kids if you have them. But if you're listening in, this goes beyond pulling out physically. This goes or speaks to rather pulling out of different situations uh, later than you should have, uh, holding on to things, holding on to people longer than you should have. And so I have a very, very special guest today who is going to join me in talking about this raunchy, not so raunchy topic. <laughs> and that guest is Tammy Henry. Hi. Hey. <laughs> I'm glad Yeah, I couldn't remember if I told you the title or not, but yeah. Yes. I believe you did. Um, I just, I probably don't remember, but when you said it, I'm like, what are we talking about today? Yes. So yeah, thank you for joining me, Tammy. I really appreciate it. And an intro You're just... Welcome. So I'll let people know how we met. Um, now I'm kind of blushing a little bit because I'm about to tell the story of how we met and it doesn't really fit with the title, oh, but yeah. I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> so I first yeah. met, <laughs> met Tammy at church actually over 10 years ago and she was in charge of the singles ministry and we clicked like instantly. Um, we share the same, I mean, I'm not really totally into the whole, uh, Zodiac thing. I think, you know, I have friends that are outside of my Zodiac that I'm really close with, but our birthdays are like just over a week apart. And, um, you know, we're both Aquarius and, you know, just really, really cool people. Just awesome. I mean, I can't say enough good things really. I mean, just really awesome. Just um, listening to me rant and go off on folks and everything. <laughs> well, you listen to me do the same. So. <laughs> you know. Hey, no, that's all right. But yeah, no, that that's how we, for everybody that's, um, that's looking, I mean, for everybody that's listening here, um, just, you know, we're going to talk about this thing today about pulling out of situations. Uh, and before we get into that, though, Tammy, I do want to give you a chance to introduce yourself and just, you know, tell the listeners anything that you want them to know about you. Um, I mean, not much to know other than, I mean, you introduced me so great. There's nothing much else for me to say. Um, <laughs> my main thing is um, I support Carlos in everything that he does, all the wonderful books that he writes, all his poetry. I'm there um, pretty Thank much. You. Yeah, that's that's it. Not much else going on. Nothing what? interesting anyway. What? Well, Tammy's being modest. She also... Yeah. 
past. Uh, she's blogged before. We used to, so for those that don't know, uh, Tammy, myself, and another one of my friends, John, who was on one of the other episodes, we used to have a collective blog together. Oh, and Shanna Lee as well. She was on that blog too. Um, so we used to do that. Tammy has her own website. She designs jewelry. Um, you know, she has a lot of different talents uh, that she does. And for those of you who have been following me on social media and you've seen me review, especially on my YouTube page, about different vinyls or some of my favorite vinyls. So Tammy is the friend that I was telling you all about that got me yeah. started <laughs> with this addiction <laughs> with vinyls. So, yes. And you surpassed me. <laughs> oh, and I just got another one. So I need to go sit down after this. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I just got the so speaker fun. box, the love below. You finally got it? Yes, and it was $30. And I was like, I can't pass this up because that was a good deal. Where? For, okay, um, at that same place, that Red Zeppelin. I got to go there. Yeah, yeah, we got to go. But <laughs> Well, they're not sponsoring you, so don't plug them. Oh, well, true. Yeah, maybe they will now. So if y'all are listening, Red Zeppelin, if you want to give me a couple of free albums, you can. <laughs> right. But um, so for today, because I feel like you know me so well, or we know each other so well, I say, I think we both probably have situations where we stayed in them longer than we should have and when i say that it doesn't necessarily even have to be with a person you know sometimes it could be a job it could be church it could be um just so many different things that you know we should have pulled out or pulled away from that maybe we didn't so what i want to lead in and ask you is for you specifically situations that maybe you have stayed in longer than you planned what was that factor that made you stay hmm. uh, you can you start with, with anything huh you can start it could be relationship job whatever anything you know i think with jobs i'm one of those people if i'm not happy I may stick it out for a little bit, but for the most part, I'm a, I'm, I'm going to start looking and, and jumping ship and looking for different opportunities. Mm. Um, in the past, I've stayed in relationships way too long um, when all of the signs were saying, uh, get out, get out, get out. Uh, and I think that's one of the things that most of us are more guilty about is staying in relationships. And I don't know if it's because, um, for me, it wasn't about being lonely. That wasn't the issue. I think the issue was like just this safety thing. Not even safety because it wasn't even a good relationship to begin with. Uh, more so, I think a lot of women, uh, we need that male attention. And when we don't get it, we get it we try to get it from something that's surefire, somebody that we know is going to give us what we need when we need it. And I think that keeps us hooked sometimes, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. I mean, and I agree with you too. I think that, I know for me, uh, 
Now, just taking, I'm just giving those two examples that you just gave. So for jobs, for me, um, I used to work, I won't put their name out there, but if you know me, then you know who, what company I'm talking about. But I used to work for this one company and I thought I was going to retire from there. Like I was never going to leave. And then I realized that the department or what I ultimately wanted to do or move into with that company, it was never going to happen. And they kept giving me excuses and, and excuses. And it's funny because it was kind of like a romantic relationship in a way, because it was like I was holding on to a promise of something that never happened, you know, and they kept right. saying, oh, well, if you do this, then, hey, then you'll be able to move to this level. Or you'll do that. And so when I finally did that last thing they said, and it still didn't happen, then I decided it was time to walk away. And for me, walking away came at a cost. And I think that's another thing too, that sometimes people don't want to deal with. I know for me, that's been an issue. Like when I left that job, I took, I had already secured another job there that was going to pay me more. Um, so it wasn't about the money so much at that point. It was just my happiness long-term. And so when I left, I took almost a $10,000 pay cut to start on a journey that I thought was going to ultimately make me more happy, which it has, you know, so far. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, but, and then with the relationship thing, yeah, I, I think sometimes, you know, men don't admit it, but I think even guys, have some of those same struggles that you just mentioned, like as far as like the attention or um, you know that a certain woman is going to be like surefire there for you. Or, and then too, I think a lot of times just the comfortability of it all, like yeah. knowing that person inside and out and getting to know someone all over again from scratch, that's hard, you know? Right. And you know, I said it yeah. now, you know, I said I'm lazy <laughs> Me too. Now, that I do not want to put in the work to get to know somebody and figure out if I like you, you know, do I want to spend time with you right now? I'm, I'm too lazy for that. And so, you know, if I was in a point that I, if I was at the point that I was a few years ago, I would, you know, backslide back to that person that is, you know, guaranteed to give me what I need when I need it. But I mean, right now at this point, I'm not in that headspace to where I want to backslide and go back. I'm okay with not being involved with anybody. Right. Right. And that's okay. You know, and I think that the misconception is if you're single, something has to be wrong. Like, Oh, there's a reason why you're single because you can't get anybody or because you're crazy or, you know, whatever. People have all these different reasons uh, why, but I'm in the same boat as you, honestly. I mean, I, I don't have the patience. I just, my patience is just really short. And right. because I came from a situation where I should have pulled out earlier than I did, I recognize things that I don't want to deal with really quickly now. And so exactly. it's, it's not that I'm being 
harsh or I'm being insensitive, but I think with every experience that we go to go through, you know that much better what you want the next time and what you're willing to put up with and not put up with. Well, you should. It, well, true. Yeah, because sometimes you don't. You <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and, and you know what another thought came to mind why I didn't pull out when I should have was because if something, if I went for something or I went for somebody else, say that somebody else came into my life and I wanted to talk to that person. And so I decided, okay, I'm going to leave, you know, comfort zone alone and I'm going to start with something new. And if that something new didn't work out the way that I wanted it to work out, mm. I always went back to comfort zone. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, that's, that's definitely something too. I think, yeah, that comfort zone, it will make you ignore certain things or kind of put certain things on the back burner because you think, okay, well, I'm comfortable here, so I'll just go ahead and stay. I, I know for me, sometimes it's been a little bit of an ego trip too because it's like I may have thought about ending it, but she might have beat me to it. And then it's like, well, damn, I, I wasn't supposed to get dumped here. I was supposed to... <laughs> I'm supposed to be dumping you. You're not supposed to be dumping me. <laughs> so that's, that's the, the, I mean, that sounds ugly, but I mean, you know, it's the truth. I think in deep down, that's how a lot of people feel uh, at times is that you can know you're in a bad situation, but sometimes you just feel liberated and you just feel like you're on top of the world if you made the choice yourself to get out of a bad situation versus being forced to be, you know, out of that situation. Or for some people, you know, um, you know, I know neither one of us have been in this situation, but some people, especially when you start talking about like domestic violence and things like that, uh, they're not, they don't have that luxury to say on the other side that they've gotten away because right. they wait too long and then the abuse, you know, just builds up and it gets to a point to where, you know, they didn't get a chance to get away. And see, and I think that's a whole different uh, mm -hmm. beast um, because that's dealing with psychological and, you know, some deep-rooted psychological stuff. Um, I think what me, as far as my situation, it was like surface level. It wasn't like um, low self-esteem or, you know, I didn't feel like I couldn't get anybody else or anything like that. It was just comfortable. And I had dealt with this person for so long. It was like I would leave for a certain amount of time and then I would find my way back. And then I would leave again and I would find my way back. And then sometimes I would be gone for like three years. This went on for a long period of time, a period of time that I do not care to say it was so long. <laughs> but it was a long time. You just say <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was a long time, I'm ashamed to say. But it was like, I would be gone for Man, three years, and I wouldn't delete the number. For some reason, I wouldn't delete the number. If they text, I would still respond, knowing I should not have. If months had went by and the birthday came up, I made sure to text happy birthday. Didn't need to text it. Mm. Shouldn't have texted. 
I wasn't getting a happy birthday back, but hey, didn't feel, I felt like, you know, it was still that connection. I still had to maintain right. that connection. Well, you know, with that too, and I think this is an interesting part because I know I've been on both sides of this. When it was those situations, uh, whatever type of situation it is where you knew that you should have pulled out how did the people around you impact your decision? And what I mean is sometimes I think our friends or family can warn us about situations, but because you're in the situation, you can't really see it yourself. And unfortunately for me, I'm not so much like this now, but I used to be the type of person that sometimes I would get the warnings, but I had to bump my head myself to to know like oh okay yeah this is what they were talking about so in your case did you have that going on or was it more so just what you were dealing with and and basically you didn't really share that or share some of those details with other people yeah i didn't share the details (laughs) (laughs) was it because you didn't want to hear their opinions or you just didn't want to because the situation wasn't one that I felt like people would understand. So okay. it was like, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, basically, I don't want to hear it. I don't want you to tell me what I should or should not be doing. Um, it is what it is, and I'm going to do it. So I didn't share those details. The few people who knew... Mm-hmm. Um, didn't say anything until afterwards. Kind of like when they asked me one day, was I still dealing with this person? And I said, no, I hadn't talked to him in two years or something like that. And he was like, oh, I really never liked him. <laughs> I didn't think that you should have been talking to him. You know, it was like an after fact. They knew, but it, it was like a handful of people. Oh, it wasn't okay. I didn't broadcast it to everybody. Was it? Oh, how can I say? It wasn't that type of relationship to broadcast to everybody. Gotcha. Okay. And was it the same even outside of that situation? Like even maybe on a job or, you know, any other situation that maybe you felt like you should have pulled out or was it something you kind of kept more to yourself? No, I I mean, I'm pretty, when it's a job and I hate it and I don't want to be there, (laughs) I'm pretty much, you know, I'm vocal about that. <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I'm looking for something else. I'm, you know, I think with job, like I said, I don't have those issues with jobs. Not that I'm a job hopper because I'll stay at a job. You know, all the jobs I have are like five plus years. So it takes a minute for me to get to that point. Right. Um, and with jobs, it can be a comfortable thing, too. You could know that you're getting mistreated, you're not getting paid what you should get paid. You know, things are not what they're supposed to be. But because I have flexibility at that job, I don't want to go someplace else and reestablish this. So I'd rather um, not get my get paid, you know, get paid what I'm worth and put up with crap. Yeah. No. So... I mean, I think it's it's a it's a catch twenty two with jobs because some jobs it can offer you flexibility, so you're willing to sit up and put up with it. And for me, it's not that serious. 
and, and lucky for me, I know with somebody with kids, they have to weigh a whole bunch of options before they, you know, say, okay, I'm going to look for something else. But for me, since I'm having kids and I'm single, it's like, okay, I'm not happy here. You're not giving me what I want. I'm going to go look for the next opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's one of the benefits of being single is that when you are in those situations with a job, it is easier to get out because you don't have to think about, oh, well, you know, what is my wife or my husband going to say? Or even right. if it's a serious dating relationship where maybe it could be moving in that direction, then you do. Well, if it's a serious dating relationship, look now. <laughs> they, we, they don't have a say. On each other. You, no. <laughs> no say. Well, that's true. No yeah. Right. <laughs> you can have an opinion. But, <laughs> but you're not paying no bills here. So. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's true. I mean, yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. I feel like I have a problem with, or I had, I don't think it's as bad as it was, but I had a problem with loyalty in general. And what I mean is I used to be the type of person where I'm loyal to a fault. Like I would stay in situations because of some shit somebody did in like 1999 and what they did in <laughs> that year. I mean, it was like, you were so good to me in 99, but we in 2009, 10 years later, and that was the only good year and, <laughs> and it could be job, whatever the situation was, but I just, that's that's one way that I used to be that I think I've kind of broken here recently. Um, but I would say, I think, too, when you do finally pull out of a situation, I know for me, and I mean, I could probably partially speak for you, too. I don't know for sure. But it's, I think it's funny how when you do make up your mind on that, there's really nothing that anyone can say to make you doubt your decision. I remember kind of taking it back to the church example. Um, I won't give away too many details, but I was, because you, yeah, you left before me, didn't you? Not too long before you, but yeah. Right, right. Yeah, you left before me. And I finally left. And really that was a, that's an example of a situation where I stayed too long because I knew I wasn't, happy there anymore i really wasn't getting fed there spiritually anymore great people right you know great people and i think that's with well true some <laughs> you said, mm. <laughs> questionable no <laughs> so yeah some of the people were great people but and because i had that i felt like okay i felt obligated to stay in a sense and then when I finally made the decision like okay no this is really not working for me then I had somebody there that tried to tell me certain reasons why I was wanting to leave and it's like no you can't tell me that's why I want to leave and it wasn't even they were way off base they weren't the reason that that person gave was not even accurate so it's like that's one of my pet peeves. It's like, if, if I make a decision to do something or to get out of a situation, then it's like, don't try to tell me why I'm doing it because I was in the situation. So I know exactly why I'm fed up with it and I'm 
leaving that situation alone. Exactly. And, and I mean, I feel the same way because before I got ready to leave, you know, I felt obligated because I was over the singles ministry. I thought, okay, I'm over this ministry. You know, I need to not let these people down. I'm supposed to do what I'm supposed to do. But then, like you said, it just wasn't, I wasn't getting fed. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't like to, you know, some of the things, to me in church, this is the thing. Uh, I would rather not know how the back end works. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would rather be clueless to all uh -huh. of that and go get my word and go home because I feel like once you get into some type of a leadership role yeah. and you start seeing how things go, it can really it can really turn your mind. Some it can turn you in a different direction. And I was experiencing that. I was involved in a whole lot and. I didn't have a moment to just sit and get fed. And on the rare occasions that I did have a moment to sit, I wasn't getting fed. Mm. Yeah. I so same thing happened with me, with to to me, because like I I you know went and said, hey, I can't effectively lead the ministry anymore. Um, I'm going to step down and I'm going to step away from the church because this is what's going on in my life. I'm not able to, you know, get what I need. And I know if I stay here, I'm going to get dragged into doing other stuff and I'm still not going to get what I need. And still came to me with planning stuff and doing something like right. that. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, did they not hear what I said? Right. Oh, huh? you, you were just playing. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I feel you on that. And, yeah, I felt like, I kind of felt like if I had left when I felt like leaving, they would have told me, oh, you only leaving because of this reason. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, that did kind of play a role in it to me yeah. because I wasn't in leave. Right. And let's just say, hypothetically, if that was your sole reason, that's okay. That's your reason. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you can't tell people how to to act and how to um how to feel. Yeah. How to feel. You know. And I think that's a good point that you brought up. Like even when you in certain situations, and it, it's situations where you know you need to get out of that situation, but whatever pull that person got on you, or whatever is holding you in that situation, it does you. If I'm venting to you as a friend, then be that friend. And I get it that, you know, we in, in us, when we when people come to us to tell us stuff, we insert, you know, how we feel or how we would handle the situation. And sometimes I think it's good if you just say, okay, just ask a couple of questions and be like, well, why do you think it's holding you? Why are you holding on to this? Mm -hmm. And... You know, just like you have to tell a person what you have to get tired of right. being in that situation. Right. I can tell you, right. you know, till I'm blue in the face from the outside looking in that this ain't what you want. But I obviously you do want it because you're still in it. <laughs> right. But <laughs> I think sometimes we can be, we assert our, our feelings onto people and mm -hmm they're not ready to be where we at in life. Mm. 
Yeah, that's true. Because it, yeah, it took a long time for me to be, I wouldn't say the situation that I was in, I was realistic about the situation. I was not, I knew the relationship wasn't going anywhere. I knew that. I wasn't, you know, calling 24-7, wasn't stalking, wasn't emailing, wasn't, it wasn't anything like that. It was like comfort zone. Yeah. And, and you, it was a relationship that I did not have to put any effort into. Right. None. That's what I was going to ask you, like, because I know I've been in a couple of situations like that, too. And where you know you know to some degree that it's not going to last. Like maybe it's it's good for the moment or it feels good for the moment, but you just know like, okay, th this is going to end and it may not end well, but you're just still in this situation. And is it, because I know for me, sometimes it's been like we kind of mentioned earlier, you know, you just don't want to put in the work or, even for me, it's been the fear of letting someone know me that well to the point I'm, I'm, I'm being so vulnerable with you where I'm like, like I give you a piece like that song. What's that song? It's um, Guy, Peace of My Love. That song is so I love Peace of My Love. <laughs> I love that song, but it, it's so dirty what he's saying, but... <laughs> But that's really what it is, I think, in those situations for me. It was like I wasn't tangled up with several people maybe at the same time or whatever the case is, but I just – I was tangled up with not letting my guard down. And it's sometimes I think it was easier for me to be in a situation where I knew it couldn't go too far because – then I would never have to worry about completely that letting my guard down. Exactly. And see, I, this one thing, I've never been accused of being too vulnerable. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I would say, I would, I would not say this. <laughs> Nobody has ever said, Tammy, you share too much. <laughs> right. No, but I've you're very real, though. So I want people to know that when they're listening to this. You are one of the <laughs> realest people I know, and you were that friend. Like, if if it's something I don't want the real opinion on, I'm probably not going to ask you. But well, because you know what I think, you know, I think I'm the same way every day. Yeah. I think I don't deviate from the script. Um, I think if I'm unhappy, it's hard to tell that I am because I'm just so just the same way. Um, and, but of course, you know, I'm not overly affectionate and shit anyway. So that's just. <laughs> <laughs> this is me but in the, the situation i keep saying the situation okay since you know we being up front and honest okay it was he was married and okay. so with that relationship i knew this relationship is never and i use the term relationship loosely it's never well, gonna i mean it's go still a relationship anywhere. yeah it's it, i mean i never said i mean we did say how we felt about each other i think for him, as far as men are concerned, I think I was more open to telling him how I felt as far as, you know, there was love between us. However, I wasn't crazy enough to think 
this is going to be soon he's going to belong to me he's going to leave his family and he's going to be with me never put that on the table never made an ultimatum like that never had that thought process in mind now when i knew that my when i was getting too vulnerable and too open and i felt like my feelings were starting to get hurt that's when it was like okay you need to switch gears and you need to to move uh. on from this and he would always say it's like pulling teeth to get you to say how I feel, how you feel. And I said, well, why should I tell you how I well, feel? Yeah, why should right. I pour my heart out to you? You don't belong to me. Right, right. And that you know, who knows? That could have been a selfish like ego thing because a lot of guys, I feel like, I mean, there's some women that are too, but a lot of guys, I I do believe are, you know, ego driven. So, you know. I'm sure he, he did feel or y'all did have those mutual feelings, but, you know, he probably just wanted to hear it to feed his ego. Well, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, he picked the wrong one. <laughs> you know, yeah, and go through that every day only for you right, to right. go and, you know, be where you at. Right. Every right. day. So, um... We dealt with each other for, for, I dealt with that for far too long. It was way too long. Hmm. Way too long. I think that was the most unproud moment of my life. And for, I mean, it's meaning not the fact that I was in the situation, I mean, which is ain't nothing to be proud of. That's why I told you not too many people knew. Um, right. But as far as how long I dealt with it. Right. Because I was in it for a minute. But like you said, you know, I think in those types of situations, any type of situation uh, where you're in something that maybe, I guess, you know, shouldn't be or don't want to be or it's not healthy for you, whatever you want to call it. I think, like you said, you do, you have to be tired of that situation in order to change it or to do something different. Right. Yeah. And I mean, eventually I got to the point to where you just ain't a relationship. This is just somebody who, you know, got this hold on you. And you can call this person whenever you want. He can call you when he wants. And y'all still, you know, have whatever this little connection is. And it goes nowhere. And it's like, how long, how much longer do you want to deal with this? Because this, to me, it to me, it started blocking whatever possible relationship was out there for me. Mm -hmm. I felt like it was blocking it. And I felt like it was blocking a whole lot of blessings from coming my way because I was dealing with this for so long. Yeah. And I know, you know, a sin is a sin is a sin, but folks put so much emphasis on adultery. You is just, you know, <laughs> yeah. bottom of the gutter. You can murder somebody and still be higher on the totem pole than, what people, than yeah. committing adultery. Yeah, which is crazy because it's all, you know, it's all sin. And what the thing I hate, too, about how people are judgmental with that is, you know, even in a relationship, you know, I could say we could we could sit here and make a list and say, OK, what's your five things you would never put up with in a relationship? So your five and my five might be totally different. And somebody might look at my five and say, oh, well, you stupid for putting up with that. 
But then I could look at your list and say, well, you're stupid for putting up with this. So, you know, it it really just depends on the person and it's not stupid or by any means, or it's not something that people should shame anyone for because we all have something that we either wouldn't want people to know or we're not maybe the proudest of or something that we feel... um, you know, that we shouldn't have put up with. Right. So, yeah. 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 That, I mean, that was my my proudest moment, I guess. <laughs> my unproudest moment. Not unproudest. Because, you know, I don't deal with relationships like that. And, and people don't understand. I'm 46, and I have not been in a serious relationship. And that is... I mean, and, and I, some people find that hard to believe, but it's just what you see when you grow up defines what you're going to put up with. And I've seen a whole lot of, you know, of my, you know, aunts and my mom. And Well, my mom is kind of like a no-bullshit person. So she <laughs> yeah, didn't I don't put see up your mom putting up with too much. <laughs> no, she did not. She did not put up with a whole lot. And it's like, look, you know... What I seen, like, my aunts and my cousins and stuff put up with, it's like, hell no, I'm not going to do that. Right, right. Yeah, you're right. I think that does have a a part, uh, a huge part in um, listening to it. My Like, for instance, you know, my grandparents, God rest both of their souls, but I <laughs> didn't, growing up, I didn't realize this until I got older, but I never had a deep love for gospel music and it's not like i just detested it or i hated it but it's just like i would hear it and it's like okay this is nice and i mean i knew you know them talking about god and everything that was nice but i didn't realize until probably my mid-20s why i didn't really connect with it and the reason why is because my grandparents would argue a lot and in the background, my grandmother always had gospel music playing. Uh. <laughs> and so in my head, I think subconsciously, I associated gospel music with dysfunctional relationships. So it's so weird, okay. the things that you grow up with that you kind of, um, they don't go together necessarily, or they shouldn't, but they do, depending on your experience. And see, and let me say this, there was, and this is so funny that this is coming up, especially with, you know, us talking about what we would and would not put up with and uh, staying in situations for uh, too long um, and me talking about being in a, in a damn relationship with a married person. Uh, people think that being in a relationship with a married person is an easy relationship because you don't have to deal with, you know, being responsible for that person. Not an easy relationship because any relationship that you go in that you could think that you can go into and not feelings not get involved, mm. stop. Yeah. Because that, that's the relationship that the feelings is going to get involved with and that's the relationship where it's going to get involved in deep. Right, right. Right. So no, it's not an easy relationship to be in and you get so much flack for being like a side chick. And that's why 
you know, I never told anybody, a whole lot of people, because it's not something to brag about anyway. I mean, and to be clear, <laughs> he wasn't married when I met him. Oh, this, well, see, that's not there. even. I don't, I would, well, to me, and that, to be honest, in that kind of situation, I wouldn't even really count that as a, that's, I mean, to oh, me, that's a he, different he, level. He got married a year later. Okay. After we got together, he got married a year later, and it, it was a whole bunch of, you know, cussing out going on, and I ain't fucking with you no more, and, <laughs> you know, did not. But then, you know, however it happened, we found our way back to being involved with each other again. And then I would get to a point to where it's like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this no more. This is, I'm over this tired of you you know every time we go through this nothing for you changes everything changes for me you know goodbye good day and we go a long period of time and then all of a sudden we back again all it took was a text or a freaking phone call right that's all it took right so you just don't you can say it because you're not in it that i would never mess with a married man and i said those things i said it and dealt with this dude for the longest. And I'm not upset with him. I'm not mad at him because it takes two people to be in that type of relationship. So I couldn't be mad because it's not that he didn't tell me when he got married. Right. But I chose to deal with it. Yeah, and you know you brought up a good point because I try my best not to be one of those people that says, Oh, I'll never do this or I'll never do that. Cause I've said that in the past. And I'll be damned if something don't happen to make me eat my words. And mm-hmm. I end up doing that same that very thing that I said I was never gonna do. So I don't really like saying I'll never do this or never do that. Because you don't know. In the right situation, the right time, the right place, there's a lot of things that people would do that they maybe wouldn't normally do. Right. And yeah. you just, I mean, and be careful. Yeah. Hell, you might be messing with a married person now. It, Who knows? Well, yeah, true. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. And not know it, right. Whoops. Yeah. Free PSA. But. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. The more you know. If he's only calling you, if that person is only calling you certain times of the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And y'all only go out to eat in certain areas yeah. of the Metroplex. True. At certain times. Oh, you, you wanted to go to the one downtown? I thought friend. you meant you wanted to go to the one in Denny. <laughs> right. You've never met this person, family, or friends. You might meet their friends. Let's not rule that out because the friends might be, you know, in, you know, they already know what's going on. Yeah. They can be in on it. But you ain't met their family. Yeah. Yeah, because the family will tell it. Right. (laughs) So true. I mean, if it's a decent family, they would tell it. Yeah, well, true. Yeah, because some of them might not. But yes. (laughs) So. Right. So in closing here, I guess we'll get ready to to wrap up. But I just want to get, just from the listeners, if you could give a piece of advice, just one thing to somebody who's listening, who's maybe in a situation and be it relationship, job, 
whatever, you know, whatever situation they're in, that they just need to know the first step of how to pull out of this situation. Like, what would you tell them is an important first step for that? I, I think the important first step is you, you need to evaluate where you are. Are you happy? Right. 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 And if you're not happy and you know this is the, the thing that's not making you happy, then you need to take the step to leave that thing alone. And it may be you scared of what's on the other side, but can the other side be as bad as what you're dealing with now? Right, right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's, I think that that's a good point because I think sometimes we're comfortable dealing with the devil we know than one we don't know. <laughs> right. Um, and just keep repeating the same cycles over and over again and being comfortable in that. But yeah, I think that's yeah. a great, great point to end out on. So yeah, thank you so much for joining Tammy and thanks everyone for listening to the trigger point podcast. So again, if you're searching that's trigger points with an E, don't forget the E and tune in every Thursday for new episodes. Peace. Thank you, Carlos. All right. Thank you, Tammy. <laughs>